Hello, and welcome to the Booper Parent Chat. I'm Tim Hipgrave, one of your co-hosts. I'm a father of two young, energetic, non-stop talking little boys. And uh, my name's Heather McLean. I am your other co-host. I am a mother of four, two boys, two girls. Uh, My kids range in age from 26 down to 11. And I am a grandmother of one. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time that we're doing this, so you'll have to sort of roll with our punches, as it were, because it's it's the first time that we've we've sort of sat down together and really had a proper chat about what we're going to be talking about today and that's about the trials and tribulations and joys of parenting. Absolutely and we're obviously you know both parents with our own experiences, um, successes, probably a few failures along the way as well so we're we're definitely not experts but we're definitely here to kind of share some thoughts, share some ideas, uh, maybe get you thinking a little bit about what you're doing as well as some of the things you might be concerned about as parents and, and with your children in mind. Absolutely. Opening a conversation is what we want to do. And um, uh, my husband would argue that is probably the best thing that I'm good at. So uh, talking, (laughs) I I know, odd to think about that. But we're not, as I say, as Tim has said, we're not we're not experts. We're not here to tell anyone how to parent, but we're just here to to share what we know about it. And um, obviously everyone's experience is completely different. And every child is different. Every parent is different. Everyone's situation is different. So all we can do is give you our perspective, if that, if if you like. Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. We thought um, we'd start talking about a few sort of subjects. And um, one of them was about um, parenting in general. I mean, what do you think is more difficult about being a parent now? Because obviously there's joys and there's difficulties. Uh, what do you think is the most difficult thing about being a parent now with two really energetic boys? Absolutely. Well, th- there are so many, you know, potential stresses for a modern parent, right? So many things you're concerned about that you're trying to get right, trying to do as a parent and, you know, all the other different roles that we play in our in our lives, which is really different for everybody and every, and every family, right? Um, you know, for me, you know, becoming becoming a dad, which is a few years ago now, my, my eldest one's nine, Um the thing I remember the most is it take it took quite a while for it to dawn on me how much kind of pressure I was I was under. The thing I do remember is being completely shattered yeah. all the time. That was fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. Drinking about ten times as much coffee as I had done before <laughs> took me a few weeks to realise I was having about five or six lattes a day. Never mind wow. anything else. And I suddenly realised, you know, I'm tired. I've got all this stuff on my mind. I'm just sort of ploughing through it all. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of starting to realise that and, th- and think, okay, well, what's going on? What's going on with me? What am I, you know, what am I doing? What am I, how am I managing myself? Am I even thinking about how I'm looking after myself? or am I just sort of plodding through every every hour and every day just doing what I need to yeah. to do right definitely those those first few weeks of being a parent for me for me is you know 25 years ago now plus mm. and I remember being tired and I was quite young as well I was I was 18 so I guess I should have been expected to be very sort of energetic but mm. I do remember being very very tired and nobody mm. nobody can prepare you for the pure amount of tiredness that parenting brings you no amount of latte no amount of <laughs> caffeine no amount can make you not tired but yeah. saying that I do remember 
being a bit on autopilot, I guess, for the first few weeks. And I can remember the first time looking at my son in in his little crib and he was about four weeks old. And I remember being so tired, it literally felt like I had been punched in the eyes. You know, that really achy feeling you get behind your eyeball. So tired. And I remember looking down at him and just thinking, you know what, mate, that's fine. Mum's just going to, you know. Let's have a feed then. Come on then. You know, and I just remember thinking, I'm a mum now. I did that. (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? When you look at them, when they're teeny, teeny, tiny wee things. Yeah, absolutely. And they just rule everything that you're you're doing. You know, you talking about being tired. I remember once when, you know, when when my first one, Finley, was little and my, my, my breastfed him. And I tried to do as much as I possibly could in terms yeah. of like getting up in the night and looking after stuff and whatever. And I remember being so tired once when I went to go and, you know, comfort him for, for whatever was going wrong or whatever reason he'd woken up in the night. I was just getting out of bed and walking along very slowly and I tripped over because I fell asleep while I was standing up. And oh I just thought, and I was just like, that's that's actually quite funny. <gasps> just just go go and sit with the baby. And yes, you're very tired. Just wow. but get on with it anyway, right? So it's that's it's tired. one of those things that it dawns on you, doesn't it? That you're you know it's it's tough, and this is what life is like now. Yeah, um, it's which is new which is huge, which is huge, <laughs> right? Um, so you know, and that's that's a really common experience for for all parents naturally. Um, but you know, on top of that, you know, there are so many things, and we're talking about things that parents have to juggle and, and things yeah. are concerned about as well. When you you know when you became a parent for the first time how did you find you know managing all the all the different concerns you have because you know parents have a and maybe more so now than than in the past have lots of different things they're concerned about in lots of different areas of, of life how, how did you find that when you started to to juggle that as a as a new parent and then you know as your as your kids got older I think as a first time mum and because I was young as well every I felt like all eyes were on me and I was I was on my own for the first few months of it, but um, my son's father and I were sort of quite sort of fractic, as I guess sort of a little bit sort of you know together or not as young young relationships often are. Sure. So I felt like there were more eyes on me uh, to do the right thing. So I guess you you get that pressure as well. You feel mm-hmm. like everyone's watching you. It's a bit mm-hmm. like the first time you take your child out in public, whether you're in a couple or not, yeah. uh, because I've seen both sides of the of the blanket as it were now and you always feel like you're under pressure to do the right thing. I'd read every book. I had read every magazine. I knew how big my baby was at each independent session. I knew that my baby was the size of a grapefruit at, you know, 22 weeks. And I knew all the things that were were developing. But after they were born, um, I, it was more, I felt like eyes were on me now. And it was a matter of trying to get a routine going and then making sure that their development was right as well. Because it's not just about keeping them fed and clothed and dry. There's the other thing to look out for. Like, are they sitting up on time? Are they rolling over on time? Is my child doing the right thing at the right time? And there's this unspoken thing. I don't know whether it's just mums or whether it's mums and dads as well. You'll have to give me your perspective on mm. that as well. But when you meet up with other parents, there's the my kids better than yours competition which everyone enters without even knowing uh you are a contender the minute your child leaves your body or your your partner's body um you are entered into this competition of life where my child's better than your child and they can do something before oh oh is he only doing it now oh my quentin was doing that at you know two minutes old (laughs) oh he'll get there yeah, 
absolutely absolutely <laughs> and there are so many like benchmarks that you either set yourself maybe as mm-hmm. you know as a as a perhaps even more so as a something as, as the person who's spending lots of time looking after the baby whether that's the mum or the or the dad mm-hmm. but then those all the external ones as well you know like you know what one of the first one of the things i noticed and was told about bef- while my wife was pregnant with our first one is get ready for all the advice you're going to receive and i was like what do, what do you mean and then i suddenly realized when people in coffee shops you know this is before and after yeah. the baby arrived people you know people in coffee shops you know your friends your relatives everybody's got their bit of experience oh, which yeah. is all gospel you yeah. must listen to all of it because it's what that's what happened for me oh, absolutely it's definitely going to happen for you too so bear that in mind yeah. and bear this in mind and this that and the other and you just sit there with that list of stuff and you're like why great i've got fifty thousand things to get right as a new parent absolutely now or i'm a failure right and that's <laughs> you have failed yeah and that's but that's the thing in your in your in your head isn't it doris in the coffee shop told you how to do this so if you don't do that yeah the pressure's on now exactly Tim. exactly right i mean how did how did you find that kind of you know mentally with that list of stuff that you were yeah you know you kind of had stuff you know your own list if you like but that that external stuff and that the expectations of other people because i remember you know it affected you know my wife she she you know, was at home spending the majority of the time looking after the little one. She changed her work to be able to do that, which was mm-hmm. amazing. But then the amount of pressure from all that stuff that I feel like I've got to get right on my own, or even just the two of you as a couple, what 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 was that like for you guys? I think being young as well, I always had that, yeah, but you're young. Mm. You know, so it was either wrapped up in a good thing where someone would say oh you're young though you'll cope you'll be fine mm. or they would be oh well what you want to do is this you're holding them wrong what you want to do is this you want to hold him up further up on your shoulder darling that's it pop him up there yes that's it you want to wind him oh he's teething he's two weeks old no no he's probably teething oh it's probably colic mm. you know um i do remember the unsolicited advice um which is <laughs> what all parents love and it was more to do with the fact that I was quite young and clearly I I didn't know what I was doing and that was uh, I got quite a lot of consensus of that my my mum was a very fierce woman Mm. and um I know looking at me you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't think that would you but um she's she's a very strong woman and she she would be very much kind of a yes I think she knows I think she I think we've got it now thank you very much Doris from the coffee shop thank you very much um but I did feel like I had to listen as well mm. because you don't know and it's all very new. So you you feel like you've got to listen to them and then you always, you do question yourself a little bit about that. Mm. It started when I was pregnant as well. The unsolicited, not unsolicited advice as much as everyone has a horrific birth story that they feel that they <laughs> must tell you about someone nearly being cut in half and bleeding to death. Um, otherwise it's just you know that's 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 you know how will you know yeah yeah Yeah, another benchmark to 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 meet up to right yeah absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah, so with you know in terms of kind of you know then getting used to all that and you know you from the perspective of of for me as a as a a dad there was definitely a bit in there about kind of not struggling to knew where I kind of fitted in the whole in the whole thing but it was a case of right I wasn't sure kind of exactly what my role was i knew i was a dad i knew there was a whole load of stuff to to get done etc um and i think i think it's true for probably some friends of mine that spoke to as well is is you you know you 
you want you're, you're there as a team as, as parents right yeah and you want to support and so on um and it's but then you know it's also such a huge thing you know if, if it happens to be the mum who the mum who wants to take the majority of the time looking after the children that bond between you know between between those two between you know for me between debbie and and um and the baby was was really really important so it was yeah. only right that you know she had lots of lots of time and, and did a lot of the care but then there was also a sense of all oh, right okay how do i how do you know how do i do so what what do i do yeah, to be effective to be effective yeah. i've got lots of love and i've got lots of energy and there's stuff that i want to do i think but i'm not quite sure what it is and if i'm not doing something am i not doing something right am i failing am i being a bad dad or a husband or, or something and that's like that was a bit took a while, quite a long time to get my head around and be comfortable yeah. with because i felt i should be doing stuff yeah. you know um and i think i think that's a pressure for for you know for you know for guys or whoever's no, not, not the doing the majority of the of yeah. the time with the the kids you know what i mean absolutely i mean there's the primary caregiver whether that's the mum or the dad and then yeah. there's the partner in some cases um where you 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 need to find your place don't you and i know with my my first three children i was the primary caregiver with mm. our fourth child i was I was the one that went to work and I gave the, the primary caregiving over to to my husband, mm. to, to Jason. And we didn't know whether it would work out. He'd always fancied it a bit. He'd always said, I can do what you do. I can do that. It's no problem. You know, that. and once I had explained to him that the washing fairy didn't exist, <laughs> we were fine. We were fine after that. But, um, you know, he does things differently to how I did that so I guess I can I can I can see it from kind of both sides I guess I I wanted to find my place because I'd always been the prime caregiver when it was suddenly on the the boot was on the other foot I found it really difficult yeah. to back away and not helicopter parent him if you like um, because he had our daughter from about five months old mm -hmm. And of course, when you spent time with them, you feel like you need to tell someone, well, what they need to do is this, that this happens at this time, and then this happens at this time. And then if that, that doesn't settle them, then you have to try this and then try this. And of course, I had to back off. I had to, mm. I had to let him find his own way because I wouldn't yeah. have appreciated someone saying that to me. Yeah. So I had to think, okay, I'll have to, I have to let him do his thing. And he's got a wonderful, strong relationship with our youngest child because of that. I think it's amazing. I mean, he's, he's a good dad regardless to all the children. But there is a special bond between the youngest and he. Mm. It's, it's very nice to see. And I, I felt immensely proud of that. I didn't think that I would like it too much. But I did. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was amazing after a while. And I saw it from his perspective, I guess. And I could see in years past how I could have shut him out sometimes when I was coping with something or maybe when the child's ill yeah. and they're kind of laying all over you like some huge radiator. <laughs> and because uh, <laughs> they do that, don't they? Yes, they definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as they're you not You can't well, go anywhere. No, you're just kind of stuck under this sort of, you know, two stone weight that's, yeah. you know, 40 degrees and it's, uh, oh under their sweating and you don't want to yeah. move because they're not you know they're not very well but yeah i did feel like i had to let him just find his own way sure. with things yeah. and it can be difficult for a partner trying to find their little niche because yeah. it is a, a brand new human being and you yeah. are the one writing the rules but it doesn't yeah. feel like that at the time yeah because yeah. that little person is essentially a 23 inch dictator 
that comes into your life. It's a totalitarian relationship. You don't get any sure, say. Yeah. There's there's no democracy. Yeah. Babies aren't democratic. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> there's like, right, I need changing, I am wet, I'm but I'm not going to tell you what I need, I'm just gonna scream. Yeah. You can uh, guess. You can work it out. Yeah. So yeah. you have to play the guessing game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. What is that scream? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> and it's, don't you think you know, you know we talk all these all these kind of the worries and concerns that parents have and yeah. what, what role do you play and all the rest of it also it all comes from a, from a good place doesn't it from the of place of i really want things to to go well it, you know whatever that looks like for the for the for the family and it's um it's obviously the cause of you know stress and worry and a lot of heartache and and all the rest mm -hmm. of it but it all comes from such a you know a good a good place of love really doesn't it Absolutely. that it just takes a little bit of working out quite how to do it and maybe it takes a couple of goes at you know parenting by if i the second or your third or your, mm -hmm. or your fourth you've probably got a different approach with the, the fourth one compared to the first i would imagine our second one was definitely got a bit of a different experience i think on the basis of of experience compared yep. to the compared to the first one too yeah and they're, they're completely different human beings as well i yeah. I've, I've always been quite amazed at the fact that the four human beings that i produced are completely different people with completely different needs, mm -hmm. completely different likes, dislikes, meal times. That's another podcast. Um, you know, eating <laughs> one thing and not eating another thing, and one not liking food, touching the other yeah. food, and uh, he's got three more chips than me. I'm not having yeah. that. You know, I don't want that plate. But you know, I'm, I've always been very proud of the fact that they're complete individuals. And yeah. we're saying to you guys listening in as well: there's no wrong way of doing what you are doing if you you are the only person that knows what your child needs yeah. and don't let anyone else tell you any different yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. it's essentially everyone is feeling their way through it there's no rule book they don't come with a rule book either yeah. which is horrifying when you read as many books and magazines as i did in my first pregnancy <laughs> i was quite horrified to find that the child didn't even come with a manual yeah. outrageous yeah um, no manufacturer's mark, nothing. Outrageous. No guarantee. No return. No, exactly. <laughs> no receipt. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's about finding your niche. And those worries that you get, I think you think of them being when they when they get older, you worry about them seeing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing. Mm. Um, and by wrong thing, I mean something that might embarrass you or might sort of, you yeah. know, you don't want to be in a situation where they say something, you know, strange or unusual. But it's all about finding your way, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah, all about absolutely. finding your way and, and doing what you think is right for your child. And mm. those worries are a constant. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether they're two or mm. 22. Yeah. it's exactly the same worries you still worry about them yeah it doesn't absolutely. matter absolutely really true really true i mean in terms of you know finding your way and, and some of the kind of the, the stuff you you have to deal with mm -hmm. there's, as you said there's a lot of it that's down to kind of your perception and what you prioritize as, yes. as a parent as well but then there's also stuff that you know is, is really you know is going to be there for everybody and obviously money is a is a big one finances yeah. family finances is a, is a big one for, yeah. for for many many you know all, all families really um you know what's, what what do you think about kind of you know just your experience of sort of managing finances with a growing family of mm -hmm. different ages and and so on as well how how do kind of that fit into the to the picture for you well certainly as we were just speaking about um us swapping the 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 primary caregiving role mm. that was done because the job that i had paid more than the job that 
my husband had he was a furniture maker and um all one by one all of the furniture companies you know they shut down and you know recession was a thing and he worked in a company that sold to harrods they used to do you know those lovely upholstered leather chairs with all the brass tacks in and all that sort of stuff and one by one these places closed down he ended up packing boxes in a factory you know because you know you've got to do something but he did find that because he'd left school at 16 he had no qualifications to do anything else so when zinnia came along um she was our little surprise baby um we literally you know sat in the the doctors and looked at each other and said do we when did when did that happen when did we have time when did we have time to do that um, you know, we kind of knew how it worked by that point. Um, but, um, you know, she was a bit of a surprise. Right. And after sitting down and talking about it, I had a career that I really liked. Um, I was working in a customer service in a, in a lighting factory at the time. And I was mm. really, really enjoying my role. It was the first time I'd been able to grow in a role. Mm. And it paid it paid pretty well. So we, we sat down and spoke about it. We talked about childcare, which is another cost, which is abhorrent. Sure abhorrent Um, we would literally be paying a stranger a minimum wage essentially per year because we still had a six-year-old at that point as well um, to take care of our children and he was getting minimum wage in a factory so it was just maths it was just maths it was a matter of okay you can do that you're their parent too yeah you know i'd rather stay at work and have someone that I know has a vested interest in in the well-being of my child, not just a wage. Mm, yeah, and you know we'll do it that way. But finances can always be a big headache mm. when it comes to raising children because it's not just about um, feeding them and clothing them. There's mm. all sorts of other factors as well. That um, do you register them in mother and toddler groups? You have to pay for those yeah. and like, baby yoga. Swimming, gymnastics, all the ballet classes, piano lessons, and the stuff you have to buy so they can do (laughs) all those things. Like exactly. Oh my goodness! I know. I know what you mean. You know, for us, you know, when, you know, when when we had um, when we had Finley, you know, we were in the position where. You know, mentioned earlier on that Debbie took the was able to make the decision to become a become a nanny because it was it was a really values driven thing. She wanted to spend as much time as possible, um, and we were in a position where because she's a primary school teacher yeah. and she loves spending her time around children and wanted to you know to spend as much time as she could around around the around the little one. And she became a nanny, um, and I remember very very I got a really vivid image of the first morning and it was in January when uh, when Finley was tiny and he was six months old and it was dark and she was carrying him off at like seven o'clock in the morning off to go and nanny at this family's house for the yeah. f- for the first day and he was there in his little hat which was a bit too big for him and there he was going off down the garden his face Aww. was like where am I going daddy it's really early it's dark what's happening and I was like yeah you're going with mummy for a bit see you later um and so that was great that she could do that um yes we did it for for those reasons but also financial reasons as well we would yeah we didn't have to put him into childcare, but there was a lot of pressure that came with that as well yeah so it was kind of it was a you know it's a values thing but it was a financial thing and it was and it was a, a real li- a massive life juggling thing mm. and it was another one of those things that we did kind of as a logistical thing you know and probably didn't spend that much time thinking about right what's the impact on us of juggling all this with you know taking the baby off and you know all the all the all the different stuff you've got to juggle mentally as well as kind of logistically um as well and that was that was that was tough it was a case of then of you know we're doing doing one bit but then that means finances change and how and it's just a case of just kind of getting through it through it and seeing how you go you know um you know which makes me think about 
you know all the all the kind of the the little financial things as well it's just the amount of stuff that each each stage takes absolutely um, as well and i think it's another one of those areas where you know you want to when all the you know the the stuff that's going to be right and be the best stuff you want the, whether it's the car seat or the sterilizers or the clothes what you know whatever whatever um but one of the biggest things i've realized is recycle clothes you know oh i was goodness, i was yes. sorting out i've got yes. no idea how many clothes the other day and there's two little boys who live in our neighborhood who both yeah. walked up to us the other day <laughs> wearing like the boys old clothes because we just give them out we've got we've got a loft full of stuff yeah just have this for whichever whatever children you like to to give it to there's a little bit of me that wishes we hadn't been the first ones of all our friends to have boys because it would have been nice to have some some, back. some cheap yeah. some cheap clothing um but that's fine um but you know just little things like that where people can kind of share with each other and just support in really easy ways and not feel like they have to to just do it all them do it all themselves no. and buy all this stuff and yeah absolutely you know, consumerism isn't it totally yeah i mean i know um i was really lucky when i had when i had my daughter um mm. because i'd had two boys before that so i've been essentially on a pink band for about seven years so mm. that poor child was in every frilly thing right. every pink thing fluffy thing poor child i have a look i've got pictures of her in what looks like tea cozies on her head she loves me <laughs> for it um would there be anything looking back going right back that you'd have done differently as a new parent do you think yeah good question good question hindsight's a wonderful thing oh isn't it lovely yeah now i think what i would have liked to be able to do and i would tell any new parent not wanting to overload them with advice is forget about trying to be perfect Mm -hmm. just forget it yeah because there's so much, you know, time and energy that you spend, like you said earlier on, you know, just thinking, what's all the stuff I've got to do? I really, really want to be a great parent. I love my baby so much. And therefore, there's all this stuff I've got to get right or I'm a failure. That's p- like pretty much it in a nutshell for yeah. f- a lot of the time, isn't it? So I would just say, forget it. You know, yes, there's some certain, certain stuff you need to do to make sure things are right and the baby's healthy and safe. Obviously, we're not, yep. we're not stupid. Um, but otherwise, just back, back your own judgment talk to the people you want to talk to and trust get some advice where where you need it and when you need it and pretty much forget a lot of the rest i think that's the biggest thing i learned from from the first time round of being a parent yeah uh, you know from having from having finley um and i would definitely say to anybody else yeah just trust your own judgment yeah it's i do think that we have these instincts for even i completely agree with you Mm. um because there are things that i did with with herbie that i maybe wouldn't have done with dean because you learn from your not mistakes Mm. you learn from things that you think oh maybe I, i won't do that this time because like for example i bought this ridiculous nappy clearer upper thing it was ridiculous it, was, it looked like a bin mm. it cost something like 30 quid and it you put nappies in it you give it a twist and it sort of bags it up for you mm. never used it yeah. never ever used it ridiculous yeah. the equipment yeah. was absolutely ridiculous yeah. but i agree completely trust your instincts they're there for a reason yeah and i remember a bit of advice my dad gave me was if you ever think you want to check on your child don't listen to anyone else Mm. just check on them yeah does nobody any harm just go and watch them yeah. if any of you just want to watch their their, ch- their little tiny chest rise and fall for yeah. a little while yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. trust your instincts absolutely it's so true isn't it yeah mm-hmm. so true well what else do you think is is really important what else do you do to protect just your own mental health and promote your own mental health as a as a parent is there anything you've done or learned 
that you think is like you know your kind of really really important top couple of things i think talking is really mm. really important although we were saying you know trust your own instincts and that is 100 percent true don't be afraid if you think something's not right if you don't feel right open a conversation about that talk to somebody about mm. it tell them that you're not feeling right there's no shame mm. um there's i'm not sure whether it's simply um a british thing or whether it's just something that society has has put on us but mental health is something that people don't really like speaking about it's something that people feel very uncomfortable talking yeah. about and it's something that's very real for parents mm. because you've got all these pressures on you societal pressures and parental pressures you want to make sure that you're doing the right thing mm. but my advice is definitely talk to it talk to somebody talk to a friend talk to you know somebody anybody mm. don't suffer by yourself mm. Because halving your burden is definitely the way forward for, yeah. for keeping your mental health in check. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, for, for me, for me as a guy, my head with that question goes to what are the things that I do to look after myself to so do a bit of exercise? Do you know? Do you look after or whatever it is? Do you know things that are just about me? But definitely one of the things that you know I'm probably not brilliant at as a person, and I definitely wasn't as a new dad. Is just talking to other blokes, talking yes. to other guys about just what's it like? Because there's a bit, there's always a, there's a little bit of bravado in there, and the, oh yeah, okay, how's, how's it going? Are you yeah, knackered, you knackered yet? True. What are you yeah. doing? Blah blah blah. You, you learn where the washing machine is yet, or whatever. <laughs> Um, but you know, just that whole thing of just, just even if it's just showing, yes, I'm knackered, I'm really tired, I'm struggling a bit. I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing. What do I do when I get home? You know, my wife's got the baby. What, what do I do? Just sharing that sort of stuff, I think, is massively, massively important as well. Um, you know, and that's, maybe that's one of the themes, isn't it? Of people just giving them, letting themselves off the hook a little bit, not putting yeah. so much pressure on themselves and talking to each other. No, absolutely. I think in conclusion, it's. No, there's, as we were saying earlier, there is just no wrong way yeah. about doing this. Yeah, there absolutely. really isn't. Um, although, you know, we've been joking about, um, you know, no handbooks and whatever and all these little pressures that come along with being a parent. It's about doing what you feel is right for your child mm. and your situation. And nobody knows your situation better than you do. Yeah. And you, you have to trust that. Yeah. And if you do get advice, remember it is just that advice yeah. is not rules yeah it's just Absolutely. advice you know what works for some person might not work for someone else and if you think oh that's a good idea i might try that then fine but don't feel like you're under pressure to yeah. do that yeah you know you do you boo yeah as my 18 year old would say Absolutely. Well, that sounds like a perfect place to to <laughs> sum up what sum we've up, been yeah. we've been talking about, oh right? Oh my god, that went really quickly. It did. It did. That's crazy. Well, that's no, that's really great. I I feel kind of relaxed and de-stressed just talking about some of these. Oh, definitely. Some of I these feel things like a, a as well. Weight has been halved. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, likewise. Me too. Bye from me, Tim Hipgrave. And uh, goodbye from me, Heather McLean. Um, be sure to listen out for the next Booper Parent Chat. We will be coming back to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.